Hello. A quick word about the time and place we are in right now. We started this podcast. Our inspiration was the fun we had drinking beer, comparing tasting notes, laughing, and telling our stories. And we've worked hard to keep our personal politics and beliefs out of the I Like Beer podcast, not because we don't have political views or strong moral convictions, but because this was our place to escape into a few beers and some laughs. Each member of the ILB team has strong political views, cares deeply about the country and world we live in, along with everyone living in it. Three of us are public school teachers who have dedicated our careers to educating young people into being thoughtful, caring, compassionate, intelligent citizens. We're all parents. In other parts of our lives, we are active in promoting our politics and supporting peace and love and compassion and social justice, as well as environmental causes. We absolutely support Black Lives Matter, the struggle against racism, against oppression, and for social justice. Talent can attest to my personal social media accounts. I am not shy or soft-spoken in my politics or my support for social justice, nor is anyone else on the team. You know, we will continue to provide the highest medium-quality entertainment on our podcast. We will continue to focus on what our vision is for this podcast, but we don't want to appear tone-deaf or blind to what's happening in the world around us. We love and respect our Black Brown, all other brothers and sisters, and will continue to actively support change in our real lives, even as we keep our podcast a place to have some fun. Thank you. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And the ILB team is here tonight. We've got the uh, doctor. Aloha. Sound guy, Tom. Check one, two, check one, two. And producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you for tuning into our show. I don't know if tuning in is actually a thing, but for old timers, I think it is. sounds good. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for tuning into our show. It's tuning. Yeah, there's a tune involved. <laughs> We're lucky enough to live in North County of San Diego, a beer mecca within a beer mecca. We love sharing beers, telling stories. So we made it a podcast. And as we close in on one year of podcasting, we appreciate our listeners and followers on social media and welcome to a new listeners. So please share our podcast with your beer drinking friends. And uh, please follow us on social media. We are at I Like Beer the Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter, we are I Like Beer the Po one and I Like Beer the Ta one. And visit our website, take a look at some photos from the field trips we've had this year. Uh, I Like Beer the Podcast.com. Uh, hey, Joe, what do our stats look like right now as we close in on uh, the one year anniversary? Stats are crazy good. We have uh, just over 5,700 downloads closing good. in on wow. a year. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think our goal was a thousand. Yeah, right. Yeah, the, so we're, we're that doing was the plan. Okay. Yeah, so we're doing all right. Yeah, and then we're in thirty countries, uh, so we got that going for us. That's nice too. Yeah, um, and I'll I hear, a, I hear a we are huge in in uh, places like Indonesia and India, which is surprising to me. India, yeah, we're we're yeah. doing really well in yeah. India. Our yeah. top, so. I'll give you our top ten. So France okay. in order: France, Canada, India, UK, Germany, Ireland, Australia. I don't know. Is that 10? <laughs> That's pretty close. Close enough. Sweden, Norway. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. And then my greatest 
uh, disappointment is we still only have one listener in Austria who where I have a lot of friends. <laughs> so <laughs> some work to that do. That makes me sad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then we have none in Russia. So uh, oh. if you know any, any Russians. <laughs> any Russians. Okay. <laughs> Niet. Niet in Russia. All right. So yeah, well done, team. Oh, that's very cool. Cheers. It's been a fun year. It has been. Last couple months have been a little rough, but uh, we're finding a way to still have some fun. Yeah, I think we've adapted well. On Instagram, we're at 984, so my goal was 1,000 by one year, so I'm down to about a week to find 16 more following on Instagram, so I I think I can make that happen. Let's get it going. Come on. Yeah, please keep listening, sharing, liking, commenting. Send us a message when you have a question or a suggestion for us. You can message us on social media or shoot us an email. I like beerthepodcast at gmail.com or through the website as well. All right, so let's uh, let's find out what we are drinking tonight. So uh, and everybody can uh, give us a little background on what that is or what they know about that. So how about you, Doc? What do you got tonight? I'm drinking here a uh, Stone Tiki Escape. It's an IPA, oh, nice. and it tastes a little fruity, but it's really it's just to do with the hops. They don't add any fruity fruit to it, mm-hmm. so uh, it's pretty good. I'm gonna jump ahead. Went to uh, out to eat. For the first time, you know, out of the house. Um, and Stone Brewery has a really nice setup. Huge garden, tables, you know, like 15 feet apart. Just scan what you want to eat at your table and they bring it to you. So kind of less contact. But um, it's a great setup, good beer, great food. So shout out to uh, Stone Brewery. Nice. Oh, and also they were given for Father's Day, they gave a free flight of three beers, three tasters, and then a a Buena Vesa Mexican lager on your way out. Can of Mexican nice. lager. Nice. Oh, yeah. nice. Nice. So, right. so, right. cool. so thank you, Stone Brewery. Yeah, that's cool. That was actually nice. the last restaurant I ate at before the, you know, sh- shelter in place and, and everything shut down. That was Stone Brewing in, at Liberty Station. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Oh, very cool. No, but the one Escondido, it's just such a beautiful venue. Well, it's got the space, too, yeah. to do it well. Because yeah. it's a nice, it's beautiful anyways, and they've got yeah. the space to really right, to right. set it up still nicely within it and 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 take advantage of that. So any listeners coming to San Diego, if you want just a beautiful outdoor setting to have some beers, go to once everything's calmed down, go to or if you want to, you know, wear your face yeah, mask, you do social distance now. Uh, yeah. go to some brewery now. There you go. Very cool. There you go. So Tom, what are you drinking? Well, my son uh, got me a bunch of new beers for Father's Day, so thank you, Jacob. And I'm sipping on Sea Dog Brewing Company's. Blue Paw. Sea Dog is out of Portland, Maine, and this is one of their wheat beers. Uh, it's a nutty quench of wheat ale combined with the delightful aromatics and subtle flavor contributed by Maine's wild blueberries. Oh, yeah. I, I've had that. So, so it's a good beer. It's actually a really good yeah. beer. I've had that a bunch at, what was the, we used to go down to the Yard House would have them down, down there, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah yes. That's right. That, yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be one of the ones I'd order at Yard House. That's a good beer. And then around midnight, you feel like you're burping blueberry muffins. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, no, it's a good one. So I like that. Sounds That's a good, good call. If you got a hankering for blueberries, this is a great tasting beer. Very good. Joe, what are you drinking? So I'm slowing down. I'm only having one beer tonight. So I'm doing the Burt Reynolds Crowler. <laughs> uh, I had that this I had that this weekend. That, that is a good beer. I think yeah. I want to. I'm going to shout out to uh, to Jeff because that was kind of a surprise. He says, "I just want you to try this one." Yeah, and he dropped that off, and and I I drank that. I'm like, "Wow, this is so good." It's called a Rausch beer. A Rausch beer. Rausch beer. Yeah, Rausch beer. So I'm I'm going to start looking for Rausch beers now wherever I go because that is yeah, a really good, good beer and a very good style. 
something to check out. It's essentially a smoked lager. Golden, yeah, yeah, yeah. golden lager. Yeah, with the smoked malt. I'm really enjoying it. It's yeah, I agree. Tasty, it's a good tasty beer. beer. And I like the name, the Burnt Reynolds. That's a good name too. Burnt Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good play on. I was. I thought you guys would like that. Yeah. On their website, it says, "Hop into your Trans Am and race over to get this limited release." Nice. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. If you're anywhere in Davis, go pick one up. Yeah. Actually, if you're ever in Davis, you just have to go to Three Mile. Let's just put yeah, that down there. Sure. Sidworks and Three Mile should have to be on your your must must, must do list there. Must do. Jeff, what are you drinking? I have thanks to Tom and his trip up to NoCal. I have uh, from Hen House Brewing Company their Stoked Single Hop Pale Ale with Centennial, and we've had several Hen Houses on our Porter and Stout nights that you brought back. I think we had their Blonde Ale as well that that Talent brought back. But Tom brought me a couple different beers from Hen House, three actually, and I already had the Phantom Time, which was delicious. This is the Single Hop Pale called Stoked, and then they brew it with a different hop each time they make it. And then they say you have 25 days to drink these. And I noticed that on the can as I was going through my beers on what to drink tonight. I'm like 25 days. I could get rolling on these hen house beers. (laughs) (laughs) So a really good pale ale, a little high on the bitterness for, for what I usually wouldn't consider for a pale. It's got that little bit of the pininess, definitely the citrus and the floral from the centennial bitterness is high, but it's so dry and clean that it doesn't stick around. So you know, you wouldn't guess you're drinking a pale You'd probably guess you're drinking an IPA in a couple, first couple sips, but only 5.4%. So I, I'll get to another one of these before we're done tonight. Very cool. What are you drinking, Talent? Uh, well, I'm, I started off with the uh, the latest release from I Like Beer, the brewery, and this is uh, the Cerveza. So the Mexican lager I made, uh, we, we tapped that keg uh, last week, like Wednesday. Um, and so I've been drinking a bunch of that and, uh, it came out pretty good. Yeah. I, I would say it's a pretty basic Mexican lager. Actually, if I was going to equate it to Mexican lagers that people would know, I'd say it tastes a lot like a soul, um, something in that range. It's, it doesn't, I mean, it's, it's, it's a super crush. I, I, I gave some to my, my son and, and the first, actually it was funny. I gave some to my son and my wife who doesn't drink beer at all had some, she goes, well, that's crushable. So she's <laughs> quoting crushable and both of them. It is, it is, it is a crushable beer. There is, it is super smooth. Uh, no aftertaste in terms of sometimes you get that with some of the Mexican lagers, um, super clean, refreshing. But like I said, some of the Mexican lagers that I like more, like a Sublimes or even I've been drinking a lot of the the um, Thorn Brewing has theirs and that kind of stuff. I, so I think the next time I go for it, I'll try and tweak the recipe a little bit and see if I can get a little more flavor out in, into it a little bit. But uh, all in all, pretty good. I'm pretty pleased with it for the first time doing it. The fact that you got to lager it for, you know, it's basically – from the brew day to, to kegging day, it's a six week process. That's a long time to wait. So, um, that, but, uh, so that was pretty good. So, and it's got nice, it looks good. The color's good. Beautiful amber um, color. On clean. It. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm overall pretty pleased with it. So far, everybody I've given it to has, has enjoyed it. Gave a bunch to my dad on father's day and he really likes Mexican lagers and he really liked it. So I actually sent him home with a, with a growler. I think this first growler he's ever had in his life. I sent him <laughs> home with a growler of it. Cause he's like, Hey, where can I get some more of this? Oh, I'll take care of you. So, Just right here. Uh, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's what I'm starting with tonight. You so. send me home with some and, and my wife and I, my, my daughter. So of the three of us, you got a two out of three, my daughter, she's not Mexican. She likes stouts and porters. So it wasn't her thing. Right. But my wife and I sat outside and under our new deck and drank the whole growler. You got a thumbs up from us. Nice, yeah. So, like I said, thank you. Yeah. So, I, like I said, it's a, if, on a warm day, man. This is a, it's what, nice and cold. It's it, it'd be a good beer. Excellent. We'll keep it going. Keep brewing. Yep. 
this is important to us. Yeah, I've got a, a honey. I think a honey amber is the next one where I'm going to try. I've got it, got it ready to go. As soon as I clear the space out of this, the keys are there. I will start working on that one. Actually, I got a couple of kegs. I'm a little backloaded on kegs right now, so we got to do some more drinking. <laughs> oh darn! Probably after Fourth of July. Fourth of July will probably be good. Yeah. Just picked up kegs from Epic and from Mother Earth. So yeah, time to get to drinking. Yeah. Yeah, I did the same thing. I got one from Ale Smith and I got one from Latitude 33. So, but the boys came over last night and uh, put a huge dent in it. When I mean the boys, I mean uh, the the kids that all just recently graduated from college. The class of 2020 showed up last night yeah. and uh, and uh, and put a huge dent into my my beer fridge and everything else. So that's good. Maybe one more night of those and I'll be empty of kegs. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, team, I have an unusual theme for us tonight. Talked about this a long time ago with Joe and it stuck in my mind and I figured at one year into podcasting, it's time to let our fans have a more intimate look into who we are as men and as members of the human race. So tonight's theme is guilty pleasures and learning about a person's guilty pleasures gives you a rare insight into their more private side. Unlike the doctor, most of us aren't completely open books. And I am genuinely curious about whether doctor experiences guilt and shame and those things that normal people have because, and this is something you got to love about the doctor. I'm pretty sure, doc, you live your life with no shame and no guilt about anything. No regrets or no regrets. No <laughs> regrets. <laughs> not, even, not even one letter. Need a tattoo. Need a tattoo, no regrets. So I'm, I'm pretty curious about uh, what doc's going to come up with here. Because uh, he does live without a filter normally. So this this is going to be interesting. For the rest of you, I want guilty pleasures, not some mock guilty pleasure to look hip or cool. Uh, we're too old for that anyway. Got it? Pure, embarrassing, honest reports forthcoming. Open up. Let the listeners in. <laughs> too late to bail out, too. You're on. <laughs> You've already been introduced. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. But while you prepare for that, because I'll probably take a beer or two to get ready to, to share so before we get to that, it's time for toast, roast, and pour one out. And it looks like Talent's opening up a new beer to toast with. What are you on to? Uh, so I've got an Evolution Crowler here, so I can have plenty of beer before we get to the guilty pleasures and it's called the toucan tart which is a ghost yeah so i've never had it i'm very interested to see what it is you know speaking of guilty pleasures i'll just start this off i know we're not at that point but because this is quickly moved from a guilty pleasure to i guess it's more of a guilty plate but sours would be right there for me um i would say a year ago when we started this thing i wouldn't even touch a sour I bought a keg of sour the other night. So, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, that happened. That, that happened. happened. So I know we're not on that part of it. We're toast roast pour one out, but I'm going to toast sours right now because that's how far I've come <laughs> nice. in my evolution as a beer drinker. And uh, I think I have to thank Padre Joe for right sending me down that pathway. So. Paving the path. Yes. Cheers. I think we should just toast talent for opening up. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just thinking Zoom needs to invent. I was watching, you know, talent with that beer. I wanted to taste some. Zoom needs to invent a way you can, you know, share some beer across the <laughs> cloud. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now, this is fantastic. You should try this because this is a really, really it good. good. Uh, it is super tasty. So not too bitter at the end, but it's, it's good. A little jammy. Jammy. Like that That's what I wanted to hear. Jammy. Yeah. Listeners know that when we started the, the Shelter in Place Distance podcasting, we made great efforts to, to all have the same beer. 
And it was a lot of driving. You know, we don't live too far away from each other, but it, it was a half a day's right, job maybe. to get the beers, deliver the beers. Yep. And, and we gave up on that. Now it's, what do you got in the beer? <laughs> Which is kind of nice. We're getting through more. We get <laughs> exactly. to give notes what on more beer. Drinking, yeah. uh, but I do miss being able to, to talk uh, in a little more detail about, you know, compare our thoughts on a beer. So, but we'll get back to it. Right. We're not going anywhere. We'll be back there we're we're having enough. fun. Right. right. Yeah. One year in, we're having fun. And, and that brings up my first toast. And that's a, a thank you to our listeners and some of the people that have helped make our podcast work in the first year. We met with a bunch of them last weekend in what we called Sprung Fest 2020 on the last day of spring. Uh, we had a, a Zoom happy hour with, you know, 14 or 15 uh, folks people that have helped us get started. Some of them were guests. Some of them uh, have been listeners from the very beginning. Some of them are, have been write-ins and some of friends that have given us real honest critiques to help get better and better. So we had a great time meeting some of them for the first time, I guess, face-to-face, Zoom-to-Zoom. Visually, right. yeah. And catching up and, and sharing some beers. That was a good time. Yeah, toast those guys. And it was a test run for us to uh, see if we could do a little bigger beer fest i like beer beer fest down the road and and i i think it was a great success yeah that was great correct we got some music out of it we got our own uh, versions of our uh, theme songs which was kind of cool yeah it was fun yeah give, give them give him a first toast here I, I'll, I'll give him a first toast so this is a shout out to our uh i'm I, he's our in studio musician um out of cal berkeley and poway and that's mike and uh he's a super talented young man he actually came over and was visiting my son and his friends and uh, brought his guitar and was playing and super impressed with all the stuff he was playing. And I said, Hey, I got a couple songs for you to learn. And uh, sure enough, he sits down, whips them out and uh, he sent us the, uh, the audio of those. And uh, so he, he did a version of, I like beer. And then he did a version of beer run for us. And so uh, I think we'll start incorporating those into, into our intros and our outros here uh, soon enough, but that was very cool. So thanks, Mike. And full disclosure, I'm going to use some our toast, roast, and pours from Saturday. They were good ones. Well, I'm they reusing. Were good ones. We're all about recycling. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> so I have a toast out to Michigan, Shorts Brewing Company in Michigan, who's working hand in hand with a pilot who goes by the handle Aqua Bear. He has a seaplane and he delivers beers from Shorts Brewing Company to remote lake property owners stranded out in the wilderness areas during COVID. So he does door front deliveries of fine craft beer with names like Beery McBeerface, Pan Galactic Gargle Blaster, and Psychedelic Catgrass. Delivered by Aqua Bear and his flying beer delivery machine. So here's the Shorts Brewing and Aqua Bear. Cheers. Nice. Cheers, yes. Aqua Bear. Nice. And talent, you've had toast. So I got a, I got a toast. One from I'll I'll bring back one from Sprung Fest just because I feel like this is something that everybody needs to know. Um, and then I got a couple of ones that are, are newer. Um, but this is, goes out to all of us as beer drinkers. Um, this is uh, news I think that we probably all already knew. But uh, now it has been validated in a study. Um, and so in a recent article or study that was published in the latest edition of the Journal of Alzheimer's Disease, uh, some scientists from Japan discovered uh, that beer hops are good for the brain and can actually improve concentration and speed up thought processes. So, again, I think that's one of the things we always knew. The more you drink, the smarter you are. Yeah. And this basically confirmed that. They also found, surprising, consuming hops reduces stress. 
and improves mood. Another thing that, wow, who knew? You drink more beer, less stress, and your mood's going to be better as well. And so they were actually in the study, they were given uh, supplements that had uh, this bitter hop extract, uh, which is uh, known as MHBA. um, And they showed that they displayed better memory recall and were able to solve mental puzzles. So uh, they're looking at as basically something that they might start using to combat dementia, which is a very cool thing. And then as a total added bonus... They found that this MHBA or this hop extract not only um, does all that stuff with regards to your smarts and everything else, but it also improves your energy and, and your metabolism, and it may help you uh, lose weight or keep you trim. So again, the more you drink, the skinnier <laughs> you're going to be. So really at this point right now, um, hops are pretty much the miracle cure for a lot of things that are ailing us. So nice. um, yeah. Toast yes. to those Japanese scientists for finally putting it down. Something that we all knew. Beer drinkers have known yeah. forever. But and school putting it down in print. Beer and drinkers and school teachers, teachers have known this a long time, but thank you. I've known that forever. So, so very <laughs> cool. So that is probably the most important news story, if not of the year, of the decade. Well, so, yeah. yeah. For sure. If not of the decade, at least of the year. Yeah. If 2028, not a lot of good news, 2020. That's some good news right there. So some great news. That was a fantastic thing. On a little bit of a lighter note, I guess, I thought this was pretty interesting That because I never knew this was a a thing, but I know that we are a a pro-toilet podcast. We talk about bidets and stuff quite often. So (laughs) big shout out here or toast to the Las Vegas Raiders because first the NFL announced that the 2021 Pro Bowl was going to leave Orlando for the Raiders' new stadium in Las Vegas. And now that stadium has passed its super flush test uh, this week. So basically what that means is that they had to activate all bathroom fixtures at the same time. Uh, (laughs) So that means that they had to flush a total of 1,430 toilets and urinals uh, all at the same time in the 297 restrooms there to see if the plumbing was up to the stress of 65,000 people. Um, and it passed. So they said that's really one of the last boxes to check. So that stadium should be ready to go. So, you know, Hey, football in Vegas, who would have ever thought, um, but, uh, professional sports look like they're going to be there to stay and bathrooms are working. So that's another toast to them. And then another one here again, we've got a resident marine biologist, so I'll be super interested to get his take on this one because I saw this and immediately thought of the doctor. But a big shout out to wildlife photographers. I know all of us are always amazed. Uh, you see those videos on on Nat Geo and, and you know, nationally, all that stuff, how they get those pictures, how they get those videos. Uh, so a whale watcher in uh, Sydney Harbor, Australia, captured a one in a million shot of a 10-foot whale penis. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And uh, that's it's fantastic. Uh, So basically, (laughs) apparently it's incredibly rare to see. And there really aren't that many uh, photographs out there showing a humpback whale's penis Uh, because the penis is 10 feet long. But usually it's inside what is called the genital slit. And so this whale was breaching and the guy got a shot of it and uh, you can see it on online. And uh, so, I mean, wildlife photographers, you never know. And basically the quote from the photographer was, it isn't every day that you see something like that. And I got to agree with him. So, so doctor, I don't know what you got to say, if you got anything to add about that. I bet he does. I'm trying to find it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whale porn, whale porn, probably somewhere on the whale porn area, but uh, that's pretty impressive. So uh, that is yeah, impressive. check that out. Hard work yeah. pays off. So hard work does pay off and, and diligence pays off. And you sometimes might get that one in a million shot. Oh, yeah. I'm, so <laughs> I'm looking are- at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. So there's my toast. There you go. 
It's good toast. Good toast. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor, that's all you have? I'm looking at it. <laughs> well, okay. You want, yeah, you, want, wow. you want some whale penis? So basically, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, so <laughs> yeah we do. Like a lot of animals, the whale penis can actually, it can rotate like 360, basically. And, and yeah, the, the quantity that comes out is immense. And that basically, also, with basically, a female will mate with several males, but the last male in, you actually want to be the last male in because you basically flush out the sperm of everyone else and, and basically you leave yours in there. So basically, your, your sperm goes. Wow. So your sperm flushes all the other sperm that's been in there. And then, bam, so last one in wins the prize. They call that the Raiders super flush. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think they do. <laughs> Very good. That's there. right. So, hey, I, you know what? I'm on a roll. And now you know. Yeah, yeah, you are. Well, and, I'm and moving on to roast, and I got a whale story for a roast. Oh, oh that's Whoa. very good. Nice segue. <laughs> I didn't mean for it. I didn't know that was going to be your story. I just saw wildlife yeah, photographer, well. but yeah, it, well. thank you for the setup. No problem. So on to roast. <laughs> Florence, Oregon, and this is one of my favorite kind of historical side note stories come back to the present day. Florence, Oregon, a seaside town, and the brand new opening of a seaside park which they have named officially Exploding Whale Memorial Park. Exploding Whale Memorial Park. It memorializes one of Oregon's greatest... Oh, on a, on Sprung Fest, I got to say clusterfuck, but I can't say that on this show. Oh, too um, late. Too late. <laughs> Oregon's greatest cluster fudges, the 1970 attempt to remove a sperm whale carcass, uh, no word on the uh, penis condition, by blowing it up into pieces by stuffing it with dynamite and blowing it up. And, and the whole story is just rife with everything going wrong, including that there was a military ballistics expert on site explaining to them in great detail how it won't work. But some guy that had dynamite explaining more confidently that it would. <laughs> and you got to pull up the video of this. Yeah. Uh, great. I, I don't know if you probably already, if you're listening, you probably all already on Google looking up whale stuff already yeah, just, based on talent yeah, stories. That's true. So, it could be a, probably three down. Look up the exploding whale in, in uh, Florence, Oregon, because they parts of it blew up straight up. In, and the idea was they blow it up in little pieces, and then seagulls right. and crabs would come eat the little pieces, and there it's gone. That sounds good. Well, it blew Makes up sense. a, a yeah. part of the sperm whale straight up into the air, up over the parking lot and onto the thousands of spectators, giant chunks, like brick-sized chunks yeah. of whale Crushed blubber. The one car. Crushing cars, yeah. uh, leaving blood and blubber all over. And it had been rotting, so it's... Smells great. Yeah. I mean, one thing to get showered in fresh whale blubber. That's always nice. But decaying whale blubber, yeah. a whole nother thing. Oh, no, I draw the line there. And the reporters there reporting on it live have the pieces falling all over them. And the <laughs> explosion of the dynamite scared away the seagulls for days. Right. <laughs> Surprise. And the crabs never came. And the carcass was still there. Most of the carcass was still there, so they tried again. <laughs> and you know, it, yeah, the whole good. story, it's fantastic to, to look up the story and just see. Anytime you're starting to get too much faith in humanity, you know, go ahead and Look up that story, and now you can visit the park there. So now you and can there's go my there roast. Visit that, the that this embarrassment yeah. of a decision yeah. ends up with a seaside park named after it. So there's my roast to Florence, yeah. Oregon. How much dynamite did they use? Was it twenty cases? So I think if they'd gone forty cases, 40. I there think was an argument for that. Yeah. Remember, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you double that amount of TNT, I'm pretty sure that would have And I don't want to lose listeners so. to another podcast, but one of my favorite podcasts, The Dollop, they do a whole story on it and and get into the into the nitty-gritty of of what yeah. a long decision it was and just the carcass just kept rotting while people tried to make decisions, but they, they do a great job with that too. So there's my roast, <laughs> Florence, Oregon. Nice, Florence, yeah. Oregon. Let's let's not celebrate our, our biggest screw-ups. Right. Hey, let's embrace it. Let's embrace I'm saying it. don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Right. Agree, another way. That's what they're, that, I'm, I'm talking from their standpoint. Yes. Yeah. Quick observation from our Sprungfest. For our listeners out there, we had the ability to share the video with everyone who was attending Sprungfest. And I had seen it before, so I knew it was coming. But when it got to the point where they actually showed the whale exploding, probably two thirds of the guys just kind of jumped back and said, whoa, whoa. Now you got to check it out. Check so out the video. It's, it's very cool. Pretty impressive. It's a so. primer in human stupidity. Talent, you must have a roast. Uh, yeah. So I got a roast, another one, you know, I'm, I'm looking around on, and, uh, so I'm going to roast. This is something actually I've always, I've had this as something is, uh, I would say this is not a, a non guilty pleasure. This is something that I'm adamantly opposed for. And I've never understood these, but is face tattoos, Okay, pretty much any tattoo above the neck. I'm not a big fan of, I'm not sure why you would make that choice, but again, I'm, I'm not here to judge, but if you're going to get face tattoos, you know, maybe think about what you're going to put on there. Um, and, and I, I guess this would lead you to the next one. It's kind of jumping to conclusions and stereotypes. So I saw this story here that a man with a machete tattooed on his face was arrested this week for allegedly attacking someone uh, with a machete. With a machete. Okay. With a machete. Yeah. So makes True sense. To brand. Uh, I'm going to give you one guess, one guess where he's from. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Tom. Florida. Florida. I was going Riverside. Darn it. You were going Riverside. Riverside came in second. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's someone there with a machete fate, but yeah. So Riverside, the Florida of California. Yes. Yeah. So at this true. point, he's alleged to have attacked this man with a machete, but it's going to be hard to assume that he's not guilty considering that he has one tattooed on his face. So that led me to the next story, which I clicked on. I found a guy there, a picture of a guy with a giant gun tattooed smack dab in the middle of his forehead. Uh, so imagine that, and, uh, and you can find it on, online as well. Uh, and I'll give you one guess what he went to prison for. And that's right, possession of a gun. Again, I guess, you know, if you're going to get a face tattoo and you're going to commit a crime, try not to make it that easy <laughs> for so police easy. <laughs> <laughs> to, to connect the dots, so to yeah, speak. Sure. Um, so I'm just going to roast that. So face tattoos in general are not a great idea, but getting a face tattoo of the crime you are going to commit even worse. So I'm going to roast those right. individuals. I'm going to say that it's completely dependent on the quality of the tattoo, the quality of the tattoo art. That is a good point. And the quality of the face yeah. pre-tattoo. I think that you've got to put all those into judgment before you can say all bad those, idea. Yeah, that's it. very fair enough. Fair it's, enough. A, it's a face-to-face decision. Fair, fair enough. So. <laughs> and we're off to pour one out. And I know, Talent, you have a really sad, at least for us locals here in North County, San Diego, you have a really sad pour one out. Yeah. Very sad. Yes, yeah, so I saw this last night. And, and again, most people aren't going to understand this, but I'm going to just give you guys, you know, if, if you can take a moment and think about that place that you, you know, a pizza place basically, or a local eatery or whatever, something that you've gone to since you were a little kid and have continued to go to for, I mean, for us now it's 40 plus years. Um, we kind of grew up there, birthday parties there, uh, going there after little league games, after soccer games, uh, all through high school, going there, you know, post high school, even taking our kids there. 
taking your kids there. Exactly. I know most of our pictures were up there on walls because they sponsored so many local mm-hmm. teams um, and all of that kind of stuff. And so we got the word uh, the other day that that pizza place in Carlsbad is closing. And so uh, really sad to see, because like I said, I feel like it's a an iconic place in Carlsbad. And for anyone who grew up in Carlsbad, you know, they're, they're going to have some memory of, of that place. I'll tell you one of my, one of my funniest memories of that pizza place, since we're talking about it real quick, I was at a, a birthday party. I want to say probably sixth grade, maybe, maybe middle school, seventh grade. Uh, you know, they pick us up from, from Valley middle school there, cart us all over to that pizza place for the birthday party after school. And that pizza place had on behind it had a hillside oh, where yep, we would cardboard yep. slide. I know where you know, this is climb going. to the top and you'd ride the car. Yeah. You'd ride the cardboard down and, 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 and that kind of stuff. And so you do that constantly. So we're out back there doing that. Well, you know, prior to the whole party's getting going. And I remember me and my buddies, we, there was two groups of us. And so we ride down and we're having a blast thinking it's the funniest thing. And we turn around and we look up and the next group is up there and we're like, what are you guys doing? Come on. And they go and they stop. And then like, they stop halfway down in the middle of it. And we're like laughing. I'm like, Oh, you losers. What are you guys doing or whatever? And then all of a sudden two of them get up and start sprinting and they just sprint past us. And, and uh, we're going like, what's going on? And you can just hear as they're sprinting past us, it's bees and they'd hit a hive. And so all of us got up and we sprinted as fast as we could to get in, <laughs> to get back in. And I think I got stung about four or five times. The, the guy that, that was the last guys got hit really, really bad. But again, like I said, looking back on it, those are all just part of my childhood and growing up that yeah. pizza place. What a, what a cool place. And so, um, you know, pour one out for that pizza place. Yeah. I, I would say that's a, to me, that's a serious pour one out because, yeah, uh, I, I think Carl's bit is going to miss it. And, uh, and again, for all of us that, you know, it's, it was that it was a hangout spot. So, Hey, that same slope, Spencer and I probably about the same time, all the way down through the thistles at the bottom. <laughs> Didn't know we were allergic to thistles. So by the time we we're halfway nice. home, our eyes were puffed up so we couldn't see. <laughs> we had to actually use our fingers to hold one eye open so yeah, we could walk yeah. home. <laughs> uh, you know, our noses were bleeding and our eyes were all puffed up, closed. Yeah, that was neat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So looking back on it, it was a great time. At the time, I was like, oh, man. But yeah, like I said, great memories. I'm great memories from there. So really kind of sad. On a a more humorous pour one out, I guess I will say. Sad to say this, guys, but another study, you know me, I I seem to do a lot of reading of studies. Um, This study was uh, put out by Colorado State University. And it basically, the results of this study said that men who like cats are less likely to get a date. (laughs) So I'm pouring one out for cat owners or men, male cat owners. Basically, they showed pictures of men to women pictured with a cat and without a cat yeah. and uh overwhelmingly the women were less likely to as they said swipe right <laughs> or say yes to the men if they were posing <laughs> with a cat in the picture and the scientists said that basically what women said was that men holding cats were viewed as less masculine more neurotic agreeable and open and less dateable so there you have it you sorry men uh if you're looking for a date lose the cat <laughs> Put the cat away and get a dog and take a picture with the dog because apparently yeah. that exudes masculinity. Yes. So yes, there you have it. Sorry, guys. Real men like dogs. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> Any more poor one outs? Well, unfortunately, yes, guys. Here we go. Buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> you guys, you guys knew I'd, I'd find something somewhere. So I want to raise a glass to Sir Ian Holm. So for those of you who don't know who Sir Ian Holm is, he's an award-winning English actor 
who is famous for performances in such things as King Lear, Midsummer Night's Dream. He also got his claim to fame in Hollywood as Ash the Android in the movie Alien. He was Chef Skinner in Ratatouille. But most of and he was also uh, Sam Musabini in Chariots of Fire, where he won a BAFTA award. Oh, yeah. But most of us probably know him for his role as Bilbo Baggins in the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit series. Ironically, Jeff, here you go. He actually, in 1981, was part of a BBC radio dramatization of the series, and he was actually Frodo. In that. So when they went to cast for Lord of the Rings, uh, they actually thought of him uh, and wanting a place for him. And so his landing the role of Bilbo Baggins. His honors include uh, being a commander of the Order of the British Empire in 1989. And he was knighted in 1998 for honors uh, for services to drama. He is survived by his five children. And he was married four times. Sounds like a full life. Yes. So raise a glass to Bilbo Baggins and Sir Ian Holm. Cheers, Bilbo Baggins. Yep. One, one of my favorite trilogy movies. Indeed. Thank you, Tom. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast, Roast, and Pour One Out. I'm back. I had to get a beer. All right. Missed you. <laughs> I don't know how my timing was with the music. It was perfect. It was perfect. No one knew. No one even noticed you were gone. Well, it usually takes that cello player when the orchestra is leaving. He's always the last. You're like, go, go, go. We have a show to do. Yeah. So I figured I had time to go grab another hen house brewing company, uh, Hollow Moon. India Pale Ale with Mosaic oh. and Sriracha Ace Hops. Sriracha Ace Hops. Nice. Sriracha. Hmm. 6.7%. And I've Sounds never had spicy. it. But I, I noticed they all had checked the dates and drink it before, and I'm on a countdown now. So I'm going for it. I've got a I've got about three days of IPAs ahead of me. So that, that's perfect, because then I won't want to have another one for about a week. So <laughs> Anybody else add a beer to their? Uh... I just topped up my Toucan Tart. More jammy. What you got there, Tom? I have uh, another uh, gift from my son, Jake. Yes, Jeff, very observant. Legacy Brewing, local company here in Oceanside. And it's that guava beer. It's a great beer. Uh, It it is a great beer. Rolling in at a very crushable 4.9. It's it's a dry and refreshing uh, fruity beer, wheat beer. And yes, you definitely taste the guava in it. So uh, I'm on a fruit kick today. Well, I'm going to say Jake has great taste. That's what I'm going to say. He, he, he there, picked some good yeah. beers for you. He did. And, and and there's actually another fruit beer he got, or a wheat fruit beer. And it was a, as a Lambeck, and it was a strawberry Lambeck. And I sent you guys the picture we had had for Father's Day, strawberry shortcake. And so I, I couldn't resist. I had to pull out that beer put down the strawberry shortcake, put the beer over the the cake, (laughs) put the strawberries on top and try it. And oh my gosh, guys. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. So thank you, Jake. You can't avoid it any longer, fellas. We're getting back to guilty pleasures and I hope you've you've lubricated up enough.
Is Doctor still on his first beer? That can't that can't really be a thing. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Doctor's whoa. lubricating yeah, wait, wait, right no, now. No, no. <laughs> Doc showed his beer whoa, earlier. Whoa. I thought. Yeah. Oh, okay. he's, he's on a he's in a tiki pleasure um, tiki place yes. right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's still looking at whale penises. What are you talking about right now? <laughs> I'm going to throw this out to you one team member at a time so we can admire each team member's courage and sharing and then appropriately mock them. All right. Yes. Good. I want to know about your guilty pleasure beer, your guilty pleasure movie, TV show, song, music group. If you have any other guilty pleasures you want to share because you're just feeling like that you just want to get in that contact with the, the audience, uh, you feel free to add. And talent, you show them how it's done. Tell us about some of your guilty pleasures. All right. All right. So I'm going to go down your list of things here. So beers, I, I already gave this one. First one, I would have said sours, but sours are no longer a guilty pleasure. They're just a pleasure. So I got to get rid of that one. So I think it's pretty obvious. Anybody who listens to this that knows that one of my guilty pleasures is Mexican lagers. I will order a Mexican lager first before I will order almost anything else at any restaurant. And I would say my guilty pleasure ones are Modelo and Pacifico. Um, I, I have been known to go to a restaurant that has a very extensive beer list, and I'm just in the mood for a Mexican lager, and I will order a Modelo first or a Pacifico first. And and I just I love the taste. Of, like I said, for me, it's it's the memories it it brings back. It's that sitting on a beach in Mexico and Baja, and I think for me those will always be some of my go to beers. From a t- movie, TV show, that kind of thing. Uh, TV shows, really, actually, uh, uh, almost anything on Discovery or Nat Geo. I love sitting there and watching Deadliest Catch. I love to watch Expedition Unknown. Anything like that that just is is a job that's so far different than the job that I currently have that allows me to say that, man, I could do that. But then in reality, no, I couldn't do that. You know, that kind of a thing. But I love watching those shows. And and I know that a lot of them are staged and whatever else. But I can't stand regular reality TV shows, but I... I love those shows, Dirtiest Job, any of those kinds of things. I, I'll sit and watch those. American Pickers, I love American Pickers. I mean, that's like, again, for me, a guilty pleasure. I, I love to watch that show. And like I said, I, I'm assuming most of it's staged, but I find that stuff just fascinating, especially because they'll pull something out. And I'm like, I had that thing, and now it's worth how much <laughs> right, money. Right. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So anyways, whatever. That's kind of that with that. Movies, you know, for me, I'm definitely a, a huge fan of just normal, you know, adventure drama that kind of stuff but a guilty pleasure kind of found that last night i've been taking my my daughter we've exhausted new movies so we've, i've been just taking her through some of my favorites uh we watched braveheart the other night which is probably my all-time favorite movie we watched almost famous another one of my favorite movies um and then last night we watched what is the one it's uh, rock of ages and so that ties me into my my other one are kind of musicals uh so again mm-hmm. you know I, I i love rock of ages mama mia Lay Miz on a movie theater. But I mean, I, I like going to musicals as well. So I would say just in general, musicals is something that most people probably wouldn't think. And I know pretty much most of all the words to Lay Miz, that kind of stuff. Those are those are some of my my guilty pleasures there. Song and music group, uh, very kind of interesting things for me. I mean, I am I'm I'm definitely into almost all types of music, but things that probably people aren't super aware of. Um, you know, I do really, I actually like bluegrass banjo music watching Braveheart the other night. I got back into that whole one with the the Scottish bagpipes. That was great, but probably guilty pleasure. 
uh, 80s rap music. Um, nice. Beastie Boys, <laughs> uh, Run DMC, LL Cool J, Young MC. I, I love that music. In fact, when I go to the gym, that's what I put on. That's my workout tape is I put on the Beastie Boys, License to Ill. And I know the words to almost every one of those songs. And that just gets me through a workout. And then, so that would be kind of my guilty pleasures there as well. Excellent. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you for sharing and, and paving the path. No problem. Doctor, I've yeah. been waiting. I've been waiting a week for this. Have you now? He made the show for this, actually. Because <laughs> Joe feels guilty about everything, so this is super easy. <laughs> you got Catholic I, don't, I don't really feel but guilty about it. But you're the exact opposite. You just right. This isn't this a, is an emotion that you suffer from. Right. But, I, you know, everyone likes to hear about my bidet, so, you know. <laughs> that is definitely yeah. a pleasure, so, not a guilty one. No, <laughs> my guilty pleasure is that, you know, after, you know, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, you're pretty much clean. You can turn it off, you know, but, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's the 30 but, minutes know, that's, confusing. yeah, it's, yeah. you know, <laughs> my, you know, I have to admit, I enjoy sitting there for a few minutes well after I'm clean. Yeah. Cause, you know, and, and I've put, I put the little vibrating, the, the pulse on and, uh, warm pulsing water and, you know, you know, and then, what I put on on my phone is I watch the sound of music. So, you know. Nice. So if you can picture that sitting on the throne. <laughs> I'm trying with, to. With uh, the pulsing warm water and uh, Julie Andrews singing The Hills Are Alive. Yeah. And that's that's oh. my guilty pleasure right there. Oh, okay. That is now my guilty pleasure, actually. Now that picturing is mine that? now. I'm taking that one. Yes. Picturing that is my guilty pleasure. So there you have it. What about movies or TV show? Are you like, I'm glad the guys aren't seeing me watch this? No, no, I'm just, I'm just leaving with you with that image. Right? That's, That's it. it. That was as good as it gets. Oh, yeah. that image. I, I think it's perfect. <laughs> Plus, he's uh, posting a video of it. So it's good. Oh, I just awesome. got it. I just got it. That's awesome. I'll put that on Instagram. <laughs> Wait, you might want to look at it first before you post it on Instagram. <laughs> I didn't want to look too close. <laughs> Anything from Todd is Instagram instant. Sound guy Tom. Well, when I first looked at this, Jeff, I'm thinking guilty pleasure beer. I'm going, how can any beer be a guilty pleasure? Unless, of course, they are all guilty pleasures. Okay. But taking a page out of Jeff's book there, uh, I have to go with Sierra Nevada. Anything Sierra Nevada, I'm in. Um, and I'm like, Jeff, you know, there's just times where just a cold Sierra Nevada hits the spot. And, you know, obviously the pale ale, but I am a sucker for a good, the, their porter and stouts. Yeah. Anything Sierra Nevada, you know, if that wasn't too obvious to everybody and all our listeners out there. I, I, that's amazing. That is news to me. Oh my I gosh, never that's guilty I just didn't know you felt that. guilty about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I never feel guilty about Sierra Nevada. Uh-oh. So, so it's just a pleasure. Uh, it, it's definitely a pleasure. So... Movies, you know, you could obviously go with anything Star Wars or Star Trek and, and TV shows. I think uh, Battlestar Galactica. Oh, I like uh, it. Yes, going back the to the original series, the original series when I was a kid, you know, we were all growing up. You know, that was a cool thing to watch. And then when uh, Sci-Fi Channel reinvigorated it, you know, back in the early 2000s, uh, I was hooked. Um, and that, and it definitely went a different direction, uh, and, but I was still hooked on it. So, uh, other things would probably be C NCIS. Um, the blacklist is another good one for me. And then Jeff Dunham. Oh, 
the ventriloquist. Yeah, he's he's hilarious. Now we got something. Uh, I'll. That is he, good now we got something. something you should feel Tom's guilty about. Dummies. Yes. <laughs> so, songs. As you guys know, I was a music major, uh, but what you guys probably don't know is I listen to a lot of classical music, specifically symphonies. Uh, I'm a real fan of Debussy, Vivaldi, uh, Beethoven, you know, and then John Williams and, and everything that he's done definitely falls into that category. Yep. But uh, a little known piece by Jake Cattaway uh, called The Inner Light, and it was actually a medley uh, that was on the one of the Star Trek Next Generation episodes called The Inner Light. And it was Captain Picard playing a flute with the, just a little melody going there. And it turns out they ended up developing a full orchestral suite for it, for Star Trek. And it's just, it's an amazingly moving piece for me uh, with the strings and everything that it does. Uh, and I'm hooked. I could sit there and listen to that song over and over and over. So, and then music groups, uh, you guys get your laughs and your ridicule <laughs> ready, boys. I'm ready. I already know which one it is. <laughs> I, 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 and I'm pretty sure talent, talent. You, I could guess you know, it. Yeah, I guess guess it. Could. Go. Go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. Go. I'm going to go with air supply. Got your laughs and ridicule ready, boys. There you go. <laughs> air supply. <laughs> I've also been to enough family uh, gatherings to hear you ridiculed by your brothers and siblings <laughs> about it as well to know that that's where you were going. So, <laughs> I, you know what? I'm I'm super impressed, though, that you've stayed true to yourself and have not uh, bowed to uh, all of them, Sean and Danny and Susie and all of their ridicule because you stayed true to your roots. So I'm going to cheers you for that. <laughs> so here's a toast to you. Well, thank you. Thank toast you, Talent. To Tom. Thank you, Talent. And then I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And you said if there's any other guilty pleasures you wanted to share, I'm going to feel free to add a couple. I'm a real fan of any acoustic version of a song, specifically anything guitar or piano. Yep. Take a rock song and slow it down and just guitar or piano or the combination of there to, thereof and slow the tempo down. I love that kind of stuff. It's just real intimate, real cool, uh, great vibes. Oreo cookies and really anything chocolate. <laughs> um, Ruffles potato chips. And then I know this goes against everything that this podcast is about. But I do like the occasional wine, specifically Riesling and Gewürztraminer. Uh, yes, you've gone yes, talent. Yeah. Yes, talent. Cross the line. You cross yeah. the line. I do cheat every now and then. <laughs> Just don't admit it to anyone. Right. You can edit this later, Tom. Uh, yeah, I'm it's too late. Right there, yeah. <laughs> I think it's got to stay. You can take that up. Yeah, it's got to say. It's definitely it's got to say. Stay. Now hey, I know. Hey, you know what? We admitted it before, yes, right? Yes, that's right. Jeff, yeah. right? We. So it's it was already out there. We said we had been stepping out. I'm not going to hide behind it anymore. <laughs> All right. I'll try not to think less of you yeah. guys. It's hard. Yeah. Father Joe. Cool. I'm in. Those were, uh, they bordered on trying to really be reveals and just kind of cool things. So, <laughs> uh, so you're going to bear your soul here. I'm going to bear it. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. My, Wait, are, you uh, are you talking about my reveals or your forthcoming uh, reveals? Uh, no, I think all of the ones so far for me. I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go where, uh, where I've asked you to go. 
where Jeff asked us to go. Uh oh. Um, I think my one of my best uh, guilty pleasures is True Colors by Cindy Lauper. Nice. Oh, I <laughs> love it. Yeah, it's a great song. That is yes. not a guilty pleasure, Joe. Uh, oh, <laughs> Phil Collins did a great cover too. Phil Collins did. Oh, I didn't know that. I think one of my favorite bands, I guess you would call her, is Pink. I really like Pink. Yeah. Um, I really, you have on here things you're supposed to like, but you don't. Oh. Sports commentary. <laughs> yeah, that's coming <laughs> next. Just, uh, yeah. 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 Joe gets oh, hurt, I jumped so. the gun. I jumped the gun. That's All right. right. Joe's getting caught up yes, in the yes, moment. Yes. Yeah, this, this is, is good. Hard. I like, this is hard. Uh, I like both serial killer stories that I, my wife and I watch. Yeah. And... And then World of Dance, love World of Dance. And <laughs> I share uh, with talent, uh, love of Les Mis. I can yeah. cover most of those songs. And That's because we're, we're almost related, Joe. We are almost related. That's true. Joe, for listeners that don't know this, Joe and I were born in the same hospital. We were. We got and we that discovered this us. on a road trip as we were we driving. Did. And he was, he was driving. I was riding shotgun. And everybody we else did. was like sleeping. And we yes. started having a conversation about where we grew up and where we were born. And all of a sudden we realized we were born in the same hospital. So we did. It was, yes. it was, yeah. yes, it was a moment. It was a moment. Yes, it was. Yeah. My, one of my guilty pleasures is moments with talent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not, you do not have to feel guilty about that, Joe. I don't feel guilty about all that. All right. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to okay. let it go. <laughs> and then one of my guilty pleasures is shower beers, but with a, a further descriptor, um, morning shower beer. Okay. <laughs> nice. I like that. That's a thing now. That's going to become That's a, a thing. thing. That's a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Summer of 2020 yeah. morning shower beer. And then maybe even now. another descriptor weekday morning yeah. shower beer. Sure. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Pre Zoom beers. Pre Zoom yeah. beers. <laughs> and uh, food wise, bubblegum ice cream. Always going to nice. love bubblegum ice cream. Yeah. So. Yeah. Nice. Those are all excellent. There you go. Fantastic, Joe. How'd I do? <laughs> You, a plus. I think you did wonderful. Yeah. A plus. Always a pleasure. I expected Joe. nothing less than you bearing your soul. Joe, I see your true colors <laughs> yeah, shining thank you. through. Thank you so much. <laughs> and a moment. And yet another and we moment. We have to. We have to close the show with that. Just have to. <laughs> yes. Well, wait, yes. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, I'll see if I can find it. I see your true <laughs> colors. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think we have to have Tom sing yeah, it. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Talon uh, was doing a pretty good job there. I'm going to need a few more of these uh, toucan tarts, but uh, give me some time here. I'm ready to give a report on the Hollow Moon by uh, Hen House Brewing. It is fantastic. Um, nice. It's mosaic, but not not. If you were to drink it, that wouldn't be the first thing that popped into your mind. Like if you have a Buku uh, from Mother Earth or if you have the Carl Strauss mosaic, it's like full mouth mosaic. It, it's mosaic, but it's blended in there really nicely. I don't mind mosaic, but it's not a, it's not right. First thing you think is, oh, that's a mosaic. It, it's a delicious beer. Really uh, citrusy and floral. Nice. So I'm giving this one. They do good stuff. Like I said, I, anybody that's up in that area in that Santa Rosa area, you should check that place out. That place is such yeah. a such a cool. This, this is one of the um, best IPAs I've had in, in I, it, probably a year of podcasting. Yeah. It, yeah, and great great customer service. Like I said, it's the first place I've ever been to where they actually. I don't know if they still do this because obviously things have changed. I was there in November, but uh, they walk the. Uh, um, tasting flight out to my table and and like walked me through each beer and explained each beer and that kind of stuff. I thought it was just really neat, really neat uh, kind of customer service and attention to detail. 
I'm looking forward to a trip. So, uh, influencer, are we going to hear about your guilty pleasures? Yeah, I'll run through some. I'm going to bare my soul a little bit. Yeah, we're ready. We're ready. <laughs> guilty pleasure beer. And I will only do this when I'm not with you guys. Or And I was, uh, hope no one knows I have a craft beer podcast I'm a part of, but Michelob Ultra. Mm. I used to have a six pack of it in the fridge at all times, but not anymore. But I'm afraid one of you would see. (laughs) Michelob Ultra. I I think that's a delicious beer. I think it's fantastic. (laughs) So that's out there. That is out there. (laughs) That's real soul beer. And that's beautiful. beautiful. It's a great morning shower beer. And I hear it mock all the time. I hear people make fun of that beer all the time. I'm like, I actually think yeah. it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any On TV shows, anything about finding Bigfoot, the Yeti, or the Loch Ness Monster, no matter how oh, cheesy. Uh-huh. I'm right there with you. No matter how cheesy, yeah. if it's if it's got that like, Remember in the 70s, the In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy? Yeah. The, 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 yeah, if it's anything like that, no matter how made up it is, how obviously fake and no matter how stupid the guys are with their radars out in the wood oh i'm in right. and i can't turn it off i can't turn it off because i'm just about to turn it watch- off and they go to commercial like what's that noise commercial i'm like oh i, yeah. I gotta see yeah. what happens after the you commercial. gotta watch expedition unknown that's exactly like that oh, show I, right I now do. But in modern times <laughs> i love that show <laughs> so that's it that for tv shows and then of course this is one i don't feel guilty about if seinfeld's on no, at no matter what, it could be the last two minutes of a show I'm watching it. And then I'm saying all the lines as it happens. The guilty pleasure part is being nerdy enough to know all the lines. You know, like I also know that when Picard was playing the flute, it was the one where he had a whole other life that he lived. Um, I take guilty pleasure in saying, I know the whole backstory there. So you did see it. Oh yeah. I've seen all, I can't not watch a Star Trek uh, of any, I'll, I prefer the sixties, the, the, you know, the William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, I can't not, not watch a Star Trek. Whenever, once in a while, BBC will run them like for the whole weekend, the whole series. I will DVR them all and I will watch them all over like two day period, even though I've seen them all. I can't, I can't help it. I'd love it. In movies, if it's time travel or a zombie movie, no matter how bad, no matter how bad the filming is, no matter how awful the plot is and the acting, I, I will watch a time travel or a zombie movie and not awful. I'm really enjoying that Stephen King book you recommended to me, Talent. Oh, yeah. It's a great one. Time Travel. Yeah. Yeah. It's yes, a fantastic I'm, I'm in book. The uh, 112263. Yeah, that's a great book. I'm about 400 pages in on 900 pages, and I'm loving it. So um, yeah, that's a, they, they have a, a TV series. I have started watching a little bit, but I haven't watched enough of it. But the book was exceptional. But when it, but my real guilty pleasure, the one that like, I'm glad people don't know this. If Guys and Dolls is on, if Guys and Dolls is on, oh. I'm watching it and I'm singing along. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's a I'm kind of, I guess I'm the way you are with Les Mis. I'm with Guys and Dolls. Yeah. Uh, when it came to songs, there are two songs that popped into my head immediately that my wife just she, she mocks. If we're in the car, I go into a hole. Like when Elaine on Seinfeld dated. The guy when Desperado would come in, he'd, he'd just stare off in the distance and hum the song. He'd go into this whole silent reverie thing. I'm I'm that way with two songs. And then I looked them up today, and they're both from 1983. So I don't know what's going on in my life in 1983. But Bonnie Tyler's Totally Clips of the Heart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's an epic. Yes. It's power ballad. And Spando Ballet's True. True, true. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's, those are great songs. I don't, you do not have to feel guilty about either oh, one of those songs. I, yeah. No, I do. If you're, if you're at yeah. the uh, intersection... 
and your windows are down and you're blasting cold eclipse the heart and some at, guy pulls yeah. up in his ford yeah. one you know yeah. big ford 350 diesel <laughs> looks over at you yeah. like volume down <laughs> yeah. yeah i guess maybe but you you shouldn't That's feel guilty about either one of those songs you give it a shot right? <laughs> both those songs are life-changing they are yes those are yeah. big wins M- musical artist uh, I was thinking Morris. I'm like Morris, probably Morrissey, because I I have listened to Morrissey, Morrissey way yeah. more than I should have. But that's actually Smith's kind great. of a hipster cool. It's Tina Turner because yeah. the same thing. If Tina Turner's nice. on, I turn it up, and if oh, and the guy pulls yeah. up next to me, and I'm deciding that we don't need another hero, I'm just turning it up. Yeah, <laughs> but we always need another hero. Yeah, you're you're good. Or Thunderdome from yeah. uh, was she, oh. she was in Mad Max Thunderdome. Yeah. The, the third, yeah, that one. She sang all that. Those that yeah, Private Dancer. Oh, yeah. Private dancer. Yes. <laughs> Tina Turner's on. I'm listening. Yes. Right, I'm going to put a little job, I'm going to put a little spin on this now. An ILB spin. Guilty displeasure. And, and Joe alluded to this. What's something that you. Yeah. No, you got Tom can cut that out. <laughs> what's something that you know you're supposed to like, but you just don't or you just can't. Maybe you tried and you just can't. For example, and I, I know I'm supposed to love red velvet cake. It's always served to me in usually very large slices due to my aptitude for cake consumption with a smile and someone saying something like, don't you just love red velvet cake? And then I have to pretend to eat it till they're not looking. And then I throw it away and I hope my aunt's not listening. That's a weak example. I understand, but that's the idea. So here's a better one. No, it's a great example. For a man of my age, I can't stand Led Zeppelin. I, oh. I really, I about the first 20 seconds of a song, I go, cool song. And 25 seconds, no. I can't stand Led Zeppelin. I know I'm supposed to love Led Zeppelin. You are supposed to love Led Zeppelin. That's a good one. Being my age, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I can't stand Led Zeppelin, and I can't stand comic book movies at all, except Joker. I really like Joker. I can't stand comic books. Joker? I try to watch them. I try to watch them with my son, my brother-in-law. I just can't. So that's what I'm talking about, a guilty displeasure, something you know you're supposed to like. I'm repeating it for Sean in case he's listening. Yeah. Something you know you're supposed to like, but you just don't or you just can't. Talent, you have one of those? Well, and thinking about like along your your food example, I'm going to go like apple pie. I'm American. I'm supposed to like apple pie. Uh, I don't like apple pie. I actually really don't like any cooked fruit, to be honest with you. So I don't like pie in general. I do like like chocolate pie. I like lemon meringue pie. Uh, but you know, like cherry pie, apple pie, any of those pies, I'm I'm not a fan of those. Uh, so I, that that would definitely be something there. And as someone who lives in Southern California, and I get mocked for this quite often, I don't like avocados. Oh, true. Uh, which means I don't like guacamole. Um, and yeah, I think you guys mock me for this every so often as well. But oh no, I love you for it because whenever they give you your avocado, you share it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I share it with you guys. So, but I I don't like avocados, and I don't like you know, guacamole. And I don't know if it's just a texture thing or whatever else. And same thing as a, as a Southern California person, salsa. I don't like it when it has chunky tomatoes and that kind of stuff. I think I've already talked a lot about my ad. I'm trying to be better with regards to my uh, vegetable and fruit consumption, but you know, a fruit I'm pretty good with vegetables. I'm I'm not a fan. So I I would kind of stick there. Those are some of my guilty displeasures that I know I should like. And as I enter my uh, fifties, I really should like these things, but I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese scientists say you don't have to. I like a jammy beer. I do like a jammy beer now, and I'm trying to get a lot of my fruit out of my beers now. So That's good. Especially since they can make me smarter and also <laughs> trimmer because they speed up my metabolism. And happier. 
Excellent. Doctor, do you have any guilty displeasures? You know, that was a hard one for me. Not really either, this whole guilty thing. Uh, <laughs> but I guess going along with talents, you know, being an American, I'm, you know, he doesn't like apple pie. I love apple pie. But yeah, I'm supposed to like baseball. Yeah, I love sports, but I just can't, oh, that, I just can't do one. baseball. You, I, you know, I, yeah, you know. That is a fantastic I, one. I, you know, baseball, I just I just don't get it. It's so damn slow and boring. Now, if I'm, if, I don't mind going to one with some friends because it's like going to a bar <laughs> and having food and beer. But, you know, I don't, I don't give a shit about the game itself. So, you know, so that's mine. I, you know, I, I know I'm an American. I, I should like baseball, but, you know, I just, I, <laughs> no. Not for me. I'm right there with you, man. I love baseball live. I will not watch it on TV. I love baseball on the radio. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to actually give you a, I can tell you one of, of, and I don't know if this is a displeasure, a guilty displeasure of doctors, but doctor is, is amazing to me because I've been to many, many fine restaurants with this gentleman. Order a dessert. He has to have milk with his dessert. Oh, yeah. So we'll be in the nicest yeah, yeah. restaurant and nicest place possible. Order dessert and he'll ask him, do you have milk? And most time they do, and they'll give him some milk so he can have it with his dessert. But it's pretty funny. But but if they don't, he won't have dessert, I which, which no, I makes won't. no sense to me. That's true. He won't have the dessert, right? Yeah, he won't eat the dessert without milk. So, but it's pretty funny. So that's a sacrifice I'm going to make for chocolate cake. Yeah, he's staying in his lane. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Well, he knows. He knows what he likes. He knows what he likes. Thank you, Doc. Hey, Tom. Well, for the record, I love apple pie, but. My guilty displeasure has to be yams and sweet potatoes. I just cannot stand. And like like you guys were saying, something about the texture, something about the taste, it just doesn't ring that mouthfeel, as we like to say, <laughs> just is not there for me. And my mom and my sister and my wife now just ridicule me for that, you know, especially at the holidays when you're serving it up in boatfuls right um i just pass it right along that's me move along move along right there with you tom so yeah yeah it's just it's not my not my sweet potato more for me that's right nice <laughs> how about you joe so i already shared uh sports commentary i just uh don't see what it I care about someone else's opinion about sports. <laughs> like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. I, I can watch the sport myself. I can form my own opinions about the <laughs> playing. And, uh, oh, so that's, that's, a, that's a main one. Um, cranberries, you know, Ooh, Thanksgiving yeah. cranberries. Uh, not, don't not see the point. Don't see the point. I think... I, don't, I, I think it's very okay not to like yams. I want to support everybody yeah. in not liking yams. I, I think so. most people don't Thank like you. yams. They just want to admit hey, it. Uh, I, I think we're in a majority here on this podcast. Yeah, I think so. So, And yeah, I think that's uh, those are my guilty displeasures for sure. And maybe pumpkin pie. I'm, I'm American. Ooh. I'm supposed to like uh, pumpkin pie. I, yeah. I like apple pie. I want to okay. go to Thanksgiving with you guys. I get more, more yams. Yeah, I, I get more, more pumpkin pie. Yeah, yeah. I can have apple uh, yeah. pie if there's some. Yams, cranberries. I'm, I'm guessing there. you guys aren't fighting over the green beans, so I can have plenty of those. No, green beans. You can have all <laughs> green beans. I'll fight you for the green beans. <laughs> you can have them all. Hey, my favorite sports commentary moment, my brother-in-law and I still laugh about this. This was probably when I was 17 or 18 years old watching, a, I don't know if it was a World Series or if it was a playoff game, but Reggie Jackson, Mr. October, was doing the commentary for the uh, Oakland 
A's and Canseco keeps hitting it foul. And he says, we keep hitting him foul. You see, folks, you got to hit it between the white lines for it to be fair. If you hit it between the white yeah. lines, it's fair. And if you hit it outside the white lines, you got a foul ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he got, he exactly. got paid to say that. <laughs> That's Jose Canseco right there in a nutshell. <laughs> Oof. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, Doc, were you able to put something together for this theme? But of course, well, not for this theme, but I uh, put one together <laughs> for the show. For the show, let me try it again. Doc, were you able to put something together for our show? But of course. Welcome to another edition of Beer or Not a Beer, hoppiest game show in podcast land. I'm your host. Dr. Todd. For those beer or not a beer first-timers, virgins, here's how the game works. Sean, I'm going to name four beers. Three are real beers. One's not a beer. One I thought of while I was thinking about space. Because today's theme for me is space. So here we go. Are we ready? You're trying to find the beer that is not really a beer. Here we go. The first one is Pluto's a planet. It's a Pilsner. Pluto's a planet. Beer number two, translunar injection. <laughs> a bread beer. Beer number three, they get better. Banana in the thruster. Beer number three is banana <laughs> in the thruster. And beer number four is long, dark voyage to Uranus. That is beer number four. <laughs> Here we go. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I will name the four beers, and you tell me which one is not the beer. We had Pluto's a planet. Beer number two, translunar injection. Beer number three, banana in the thruster. And beer number four, long, dark voyage to Uranus. <laughs> nice. Ow. All right. Are we ready? Ready. Okay. Here we go. Who wants to go first? I'll take the first hit. All I'll right. take the first All hit. Right. Uh, did you have a beer type for Long Dark Voyage to Uranus? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a urinal imperial stout. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. Then these are all excellent. I'm gonna go with translunar injection number two. Translunar injection, producer Joe. Banana in the thruster. Banana in the thruster. Tom. I'm going to go with influencer here on translunar injection because you were bragging about your injections a few episodes ago. Ah. <laughs> ah. And talent. I'm going to actually, first of all, I want to add this now to my guilty pleasures. Uh, beer or not a beer is one yeah, of my guilty yeah, pleasures now, like every week. Like I look forward to this. Um <laughs> Well, I'm going to try and make it across the board. So one of us is going to win. No, yeah. I'm just going to go long, dark voyage to Uranus. Long, dark um, voyage to Uranus. Okay. Yes. If not, I want that beer. There you go. <laughs> well, there uh, actually is a brewery in Aurora, Colorado called Launchpad Brewery. And all their brews have, you know, a space theme. So one was Translunar Injection, which is a bread beer. Uh, uh, another is Banana in the Thruster, which is a Banana Belgian Golden. Okay, makes sense. 
And uh, the other real beer, I stumped you all. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, you got it. It is Long Dark Voyage nice. to Uranus, which, <laughs> well which is nicknamed LDV. It's from Sawdust City Brewing in Ontario. Nice. There you go, those Canadians. So Pluto's a Pluto's planet, a planet is, not is a beer. beer. That's I fantastic. Wow. Nice. Well done. Long Dark Voyage, or as the Raiders well, call it, the Super Flush. <laughs> That's right. The Super Flush. <laughs> well done. Well done. Could be their season this year, the yeah, Super Flush, right. but we'll find out. So are we supposed to do that with our houses? Flush all the toilets at once? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. At least once a month. Once, once a month. month. Okay. Once a month. I mean, I'm going to get in on In college, that. if we, we all tried to do that at once and it made like, I don't know, some kind of toilet overflow, we thought it was pretty funny, like explosion. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah. But. Yeah, that was before they had they added the super flush to the permitting process. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why, actually. I Probably. Wrap it up, doctor. This has been another edition of Beer or Not a Beer. Join us next time for some big time fun. That was fantastic as always. Thank you, doctor. Of course, of course. Thanks for joining us for a few beers, stories, and laughs. You now know the ILB team much better. It's okay to judge as long as you keep listening and sharing. Thanks for helping us make our first year successful. Looking forward to a lot more beer and a lot more fun. But right now, we got to run. But I see your true color shining through. I see your true